What's going on, FA Nation? Dan Malin here, joined by Mike Alexander. We have a very special MMA DFS podcast preview for this weekend's massive UFC 254 card. I'm Dan. Mike, how the hell are you doing on this Monday night? Doing pretty well. We're coming into fight week for UFC 254, the biggest card of the year. We finally get Khabib in action. Gaethje, the interim title holder. you got to love a unification bout. Yeah, this is uh, shaping up, and like the rest of the card we're going to preview later this week. The rest of the card looks great. We're doing this podcast solely to really break down the main event championship match, kind of build excitement. Um, this is a huge card. This is probably uh, the biggest fight of the year uh, through October, I suppose. And actually, when it's all said and done in 2020s out of the way, this is probably going to be the biggest fight of the year. Uh, it's the lightweight unification bout, uh, Habib Namagamadov versus Justin Gaethje. Uh, what's your read on this fight? Uh, I know that Gaethje, who did he upset? Tony Ferguson in the last bout to kind of earn yep. this opportunity. Um, a lot of people thought that Ferguson was going to be the guy that kind of upset Habib. Uh, has, obviously, he took the loss to Gaethje, and now Gaethje is emerging as, is he the best opponent that Habib has had to date? Tell us the story. Yeah, definitely the the best opponent that both of these guys have had to face to date. And yeah, I do want to tell you a story about who these guys are, where they've come from, and, and why this is such a monumental fight. Because, you know, we say big fights all the time, but this is truly, uh, it's hard to express how big this is. So we'll start off with Khabib. He's the, you know, the, the actual champ. Um, they had to do the interim stuff with visas and COVID and all that. But, you know, Khabib does his thing in Russia coming up. He's Dagestani. Um, his dad, uh, who was recently passed, but his dad, it was a MMA coach and, you know, brought Khabib up to be the monster that he is. Uh, you know, there's, there's stories about him wrestling a bear and, um, you know, the, he's from a part of the world where in the wrestling room at your gym, like, you know, any one of these guys could probably get plucked and put onto an NCAA team and, and be an NCAA champion. And, you know, in, in that wrestling room, they're just another guy. Um, it's it's definitely a case of steel sharpens steel. Uh, just getting better every day f- with, with guys that are this good. Um, but so he comes into the UFC. He's 16-0 and 0 at the time. Uh, and he, he's kind of doing his thing. You know, he, he's rattling off wins. Um, you know, I think the problem with the UFC ha- had with him is that he's not a very marketable guy. He speaks okay English, but he's not very eloquent. Uh, there's not a lot of polish to Khabib. He's he's a fairly simple guy. He loves wrestling people and beating them up. Uh, it, it brings wrestling great, bears. Yeah, he brings him <laughs> great pleasure. Isn't that the story? And you know, th- there are there are some like good you know uh, sound bites from uh, from Khabib, like send location uh, and and I smash and, and things like that. But it's <laughs> you know he was going to be the next great thing. And then all of a sudden, the UFC got their hands on this guy named Conor McGregor. Brash, Irish, he's got the beard, the accent, uh, he's screaming at the weigh-ins. And this is like Dana White's crack, man. He's just, this is what I want. I could sell the heck out of this guy. And he kind of jumps the line on Khabib, and I think that insulted Khabib. And Khabib kind of like, in the middle part of his UFC career, wasn't as dedicated. He had a really bad botched weight cut at one point fight got canceled um 
you know, but then he got refocused, got back on his title run uh, by beating Michael Johnson, who gave him a decent test. Um, you know, people's it was a big disagreement over it, but Michael Johnson did land clean on him at points, and a lot of people think hurt Khabib with his striking. And that was always the thing people said is like when he faces a really smooth striker, it's going to be a problem for him. So maybe that's the tip of the iceberg. Then at the Edson Barbosa fight is his next one. And people said, okay, now he's fighting a guy that's got good takedown defense and the striking. Well, he just smashed Barbosa. Uh, his next time out, Ally Akinta took it last, last minute uh, as a replacement. Just got smashed, but went five rounds. Kind of made Khabib's striking look a little wishy-washy. Um, then you've got canceled bouts with Holloway, Ferguson. Finally gets the Conor McGregor matchup. And this is Connor off of the boxing, uh, fighting Floyd Mayweather, the layoff. He hasn't been in the MMA to defend the title. He does the whole thing and, and hypes the heck out of the fight. Sells, you know, a, a ton of tickets, ton of pay-per-view buys. And Khabib reasonably smashes him. Unifies the title or, or you know, makes it undisputed. Uh, his next time out, he defends it against Dustin Poirier, who was the interim belt holder again with you know, the, with Khabib having to be off for, on the sidelines for a bit, smashes Dustin Poirier. Um, so, you know, no one has really presented much of a challenge to Khabib. His wrestling is just too good. He's very patient. And when he, he, you know, if he doesn't take you down the first time, that doesn't matter to him. Now he's close to you. He will just keep trying to take you down again and again, and he'll move from single leg to a double leg. It's called chain wrestling is the term you'll hear thrown around about it. He is the best at it. He's very strong for the division. He trains with great people. His striking is problematic because it's very unorthodox and it is very powerful. Um, you know, he he dropped uh, Conor McGregor at one point because McGregor was just staring at his at, at Khabib's feet, waiting to see when the shot was coming. And Khabib was like, oh, "I'll just punch you in the head." Um, so that's the Khabib side. Now switching over to Gaethje. Gaethje's a real wild card. Uh, you know, he's he's your, like, typical Southwest kid. I think he's from Arizona, um, but, like, just loves to fight and, and is kind of dumb and doesn't care, and it's all about the fight game to him. Um, you know, he, he would rather die on his sword than win the fight. And that show's coming up. Uh, he's undefeated coming into the UFC. Only went to decision twice. Um, one guy was Melvin Guillard, uh, and Guillard... You know, this was right out of the UFC guard, not washed guard. And, you you know, it, it is interesting to note that after losing to just, Justin Gaethje, uh, Giard went one and nine the rest of his career. <laughs> like, fighting Justin Gaethje changes your life, changes your career. And you see that time and time again. You know, Michael Johnson, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier to some extent, James Vick out of the UFC, uh, Donald Cerrone. Definitely, you know, all the shine is off of him at, at this point. So, you know, it's it's this fight style that Gaethje has that he just comes in and he says, I know I can take your shots. I don't think you can take mine. Let's find out, and let's find out in a freaking hurry because I'm coming right for you. Um, he just is constantly in his opponent's face with this calm that is, is really unsettling to fight someone that is just ready to do that, is willing to just say, okay, kick me, punch me, do what you want to do to me, but I'm going to do it back, and I think I'm better. So it's, it's, it, you see it just destroy people's will to fight um, time and time again. But let's pick up J Justin Gaethje's career, his UFC debut, Michael, Michael Johnson. 
This was Michael Johnson, who had just beaten Dustin Poirier, um, you know, was a top five fighter. I think he was ranked fifth in the UFC and started putting it on Gaethje in the early going. He was very close to knocking Justin Gaethje out. Gaethje rallies and knocks Johnson out. And it's in the second round. It's after just hellacious knees. Um, both of those guys deserve probably 10 times the money they got paid for that fight. Uh, took years off of their lives. But, you know, Gaethje's style still works. You know, it, He took a beating, but he just kept going. And eventually his punches and his punishment won the fight for him. Then he gets Eddie Alvarez. I mean, this is huge steps up. Uh, you know, Michael Johnson, top five. This is UFC debut. Yes, he's 16-0 and 0 at the time, but, you know, a big step. Eddie Alvarez is probably the, the you know, this is the title eliminator fighting Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. He's the next guy to fight for the belt, probably. Um, and, and he is, and he does fight Conor McGregor next. But Gaethje is beating Alvarez really solidly, chopping his front leg down. Because that's the other thing about Justin Gaethje. His leg kicks are nasty. He's really good at them. He's sneaky. He's smooth. He's powerful. Uh, it's the most technical part of his game. And getting your leg chewed up like that will basically put your your fight plan into fast forward because you can't go three rounds without a leg you know your your leg is going to give out you're not going to have any explosion once that thing swells up so it's really interesting that he deploys that and he basically says like even if you don't want to fight a a fight at my pace i'm gonna make you do it because your leg is going to get destroyed if you don't um Eddie Alvarez, through two rounds, his leg is, like, giving out. You know, every time Gaethje hits it, it, like, hyperextends. I, I don't know how Alvarez managed to survive, but he does. And in the third round, he knocks Gaethje out because they'd been trading the whole fight. Gaethje had been getting the better of it, but Alvarez hurts him, finishes him. It's a setback for Gaethje, but, you know, you look at it like it was a third-round knockout. I was probably going to win the fight. Alvarez is the guy fighting for the title. Whatever. My style still works. Then he fights Dustin Poirier. Is beating him again pretty solidly. Another fight where he's winning. He's, he's punishing Dustin Poirier. Something we're not really that used to seeing. And Poirier kind of out of nowhere in the beginning of the fourth round. Lands a couple nice shots. Hurts Gaethje. Gaethje's knocked out. And it was like, it was shocking because those are shots that hadn't knocked him out yet. And that was kind of, I think, his come-to-Jesus moment. Trevor Whitman, his coach, presumably said to him, like, look, dude, I've been telling you that your whole career, we've got to do things a little differently. You're not going to be able to fight these top UFC contenders with this style. You can't get hit in the head and the body the way you have been. So they kind of hit the reset button. They fight James Vick, who, you know, he's got some name recognition still at the time, but is not a very good fighter. Gaethje comes in as an underdog, a slight underdog to James Vick. That's the biggest bet I've ever placed in my life. Like, in retrospect, I don't know what odds makers were thinking. But, uh, you know, chews James Vick up in, in a minute and 30 seconds. Just knocks him out right away. Uh, goes on to fight Edson Barboza. That, you know, is going to be a banger because both of those guys come to fight. Uh, knocks Barboza out. Two minutes, 30 seconds. All right, you know, then there you hear some rumors like he's not happy with his contract. He kind of wants to just fight for the title. Um, you know, he's on the sidelines for a bit. You get Donald Cerrone, who's like, this is this is dad Donald Cerrone after he had just had the kid and he was on a nice win streak. And he was getting paid, and he was like, let's keep this gravy train rolling, you know. Um, Cerrone 
think he's definitely at the point in his career though where it's like people fight him and he's still a big draw but it's like he, he, he kind of is becoming a stepping stone yeah and like gates you totally sees that he's like i i yeah. know that i'm going to beat donald cerrone i i have no doubt that i'm going to beat donald cerrone one more thing a payday i get and and i'm i'm that much closer to the title smoke cerrone in a round not even a competitive fight and then the ferguson fight this is the one where people are you know are doubting gates and saying i don't know that that he can handle what tony can can put out you know he's going to get hit a ton by ferguson and we saw what would happen with Poirier. We saw what happened with Eddie Alvarez. That didn't work out for him. But this is the new Gaethje. This is a guy who has finally listened to his coach over this four-fight streak of saying, you don't have to get punched in the head to punch the other guy in the head. With a little bit of technique, we can make this thing work. And, I mean, the, the beating he put on Tony Ferguson with taking very little damage himself was just a masterclass. So this is like the final evolution of uh, final evolution of Justin Gaethje, the striker. Um, you know, he knocks Tony Ferguson out, and now he is probably the best striker in the best division in MMA, and he's going to fight the best wrestler in the best division in MMA. And like, it's just such an amazing clash of worlds because we thought that's what we were going to get with Khabib and Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor can't defend takedowns. You know, he did a decent job, an admirable job. He did, like, slow the fight down, and he, he didn't just get, like, whitewashed out of the gate. He made it go four rounds, but he was never really in the fight. He landed a punch here and there. But, you know, he was just so concerned about the takedown the entire time, he never got out of the gate. Gaethje was a collegiate wrestler. But people overestimate his wrestling, I think, there's a reason he hasn't tried a single takedown in the UFC. Um, you know, people don't take him down because they're too busy eating leg kicks and crazy punches to the dome. Um, but you know, it's 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 going to be a really interesting thing to see. Is he the guy that can stop Khabib from wrestling him? And you're not going to stop Khabib. Stopping Khabib means can you make Khabib go two for eight on his takedown through the first two rounds? Um, if he gets you down, can you get back up relatively quickly? And I think Gaethje's calm in the octagon, you know, he's just born to fight. Uh, it, it's going to serve him. Wait, can you repeat that? Can you just repeat that really quick? You got a little glitchy on my end. Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, the, the thing about Gaethje is that he's just got such a calm in the octagon. Uh, he was born to fight. You know, it's, it's been all he's been about his entire life. He's always said, you know, I've got six or seven fights left in me. We, you know, when he got to the UFC, he said that. Well, turn he's six or seven fights in now, and he's he's fighting for the title. It turned out that fighting smarter extended his career, probably. Um, but you know, if Khabib gets him down, he's not going to have that deer in the headlights look. He's just going to be like, well, you know, this guy's on top of me, and I'm going to get up. It's not going to be easy, but I think he probably is strong enough. He's got the wrestling background that is is going to give him the edge that people haven't had because even Dustin Poirier, like. He's not a very strong wrestler. He's capable and he's opportunistic, but he's not a strong wrestler. Um, Gaethje is a strong wrestler, we think, and we're going to find out. And the other side of the equation then becomes what happens when Khabib can't just ragdoll his opponent and he's got to do a little bit of kickboxing uh, for an extended stretch. Because we just said Gaethje is probably the best striker in the best division in MMA. That's a scary thing to, for Khabib. You know, I can't wrestle this guy. 
what does Khabib's confidence look like if he's now in the striking uh, exchanges with with Gaethje? So, so many things are going to be answered. I think it's going to be a great fight. You know, for me, it's easy to just pick Gaethje because he's the dog. You're getting plus money. Um, you've got a really cheap price on him on DraftKings. You know, as as far as seven K on DraftKings is hilariously. Yeah, weird. I mean, it's just, and we've seen for the past year and especially since the pandemic has hit main event underdogs have been very profitable to bet on Marlon Vera. I, I mean, it's, it, you, you just, you could go back and list them. It's, it's yeah. been happening again and again and again. And the thing is that like the main event gets so hyped and the favorite gets so focused on that you forget like the other guy fighting them is really good. Um, you know, the, the biggest example for me is, is when uh, Stipe and Nganu fought. Everyone was like, well, Ngannou could just punch a hole in, in, in a truck. Like, there's there's nothing you can do to that guy. And Stipe was just like, nah, bro, I'm just going to wrestle him for five rounds and, you know, be smart about my striking. And, you know, <laughs> I, I will uh, go on to win the belt. And that's what he did. So, um, you know, it was a similar situation there. You know, now Khabib is, is – the wrestling is just a harder thing to continually shut down. Like, you can shut down someone's striking – but the wrestling, it's always there. He's always going to be grabbing a hold of you. So I'm looking forward to a really back-and-forth fight. I think it's going to be a really fun fight. Um, I do think it's stackable in cash because, you know, even as, as dangerous as Gaethje is, if Khabib gets hurt, it's going to be pretty easy for him to grab a hold of Gaethje, I think, and, and get his wits about him. But, you know, uh, Gaethje has finished plenty that, that are very tough home brace. So great fight going to be a fun night uh you know we'll preview the rest of the card later this week but uh, it's going to be a great dfs landscape with some big contests on DraftKings. uh definitely worth pointing out because we're only previewing this fight but we will touch touch on this when we do the rest of the card later in the week this is an earlier than normal card especially in dfs on DraftKings. um the main card because uh mike mentioned before we started recording they want to appeal to the russian market for habib uh, this card locks in the slate locks at 10:30 a.m. Saturday morning. So we'll have the the MMA DFS corner man, the wager alarm stuff. Mike will Mike will have that out earlier than normal, as well as the playbook. So just be aware that you know this card isn't locking at 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. on Saturday. It's locking bright and early Saturday morning. But Mike, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to the FA Nation. We will be back later this week to preview the rest of the card.